It's so good to be together across all of our campuses at Icon Church. And uh, if this is your first time at Icon Church, you've never uh, seen me on the screen, then my name's Nathan with my wife, Debbie. We're campus pastors at Icon Church in Chesterfield. But I want to give a big welcome to all of those in Derby, in Rotherham, in Sheffield and in Stocksbridge. And if this is your first time at Icon Church, then we want to give you a big welcome. So come on across all of our campuses. Let's welcome everyone. So good. Well, why don't you say hello to two or three people and take your seats. Wow, and did it quick here in Chesterfield. It was literally a hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Today is a good day. Uh, it's a really good day because we're celebrating and remembering uh, the birth of the church. Uh, we, we call it Pentecost Sunday and um, it's the moment where the church was born, the Holy Spirit fell and uh, the disciples and many, many people were filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, the church was born on that day. And I'm so thankful that the church was born. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit came and empowered the church because we're here today because of that moment of Jesus sending the Holy Spirit for each and every one of us uh, to bring about the church, to see lives transformed. I love it because there's a, uh, if you want to read about it, it's all in Acts 1 and Acts 2 and we're going to get into a little bit of it. But at, at the end of Acts 2, there's some key verses and and, um, they're verses 42 to 47. We're not going to look at them today, but I wanted to highlight them because it was at this moment, it told us, it gave us a snapshot of what was happening in that moment. And it said that people were getting saved daily. People were finding Jesus daily. People were beginning to follow Jesus on a daily. And I don't know about you, but I'd love to see that in Chesterfield, in Derby, in Sheffield, in Rotherham, in Stocksbridge, across all of our campuses at Icon Church that people would find Jesus on a weekly and a daily basis. Whenever we meet that people would find Jesus and so I'm so thankful for the church and so thankful that the church was born on this day and that we get to celebrate. Um, but the amazing thing that happened on what is known as Pentecost Sunday was that the Holy Spirit fell empowered and filled uh, all of the believers on that day. And so uh, the title of my message for all of those taking notes is called Worth the Wait. Worth the Wait. And um, there will be a QR code. I think it'll come up on the screens where you can follow along on my notes. And um, I know there's a few people here. You may have never experienced this in the other campuses, but few people here are really excited by it. Some people go, I'm not sure I want the surprise of uh, hearing your message. Um, but yeah, so you can scan that. And if you've got the Version Bible app, then make sure you've logged in because that'll help you to save those notes for future reference. And also you can add your own notes, um, which I think is uh, such a great feature for that. So um, we've got someone struggling on the front row here. Uh, I'm in the way. It's all right. Here in Chesterfield, we've got three screens. And they pick the one where the person's in the way. <laughs> it's the biggest one, though. Acts 1, verses 4 to 9, says this. On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, 
he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Worth the wait. I wonder at church if we could just open our hearts and believe that God would speak to each and every one of us today, wherever we find ourselves, that God would speak into our lives and do that. I I don't know if you're like me, but um, you're not a big waiter. Not as in you serve food, waiter, but you don't like waiting. Uh, Have you ever been waiting so long that you just gave up? You've been on that uh, phone call listening to that dreaded music for however long and you've just given up. You've joined a queue and you've looked at the queue and it's too long and you thought, I'll just come back or I'll try something else or I'll do something else. Uh, I don't know even if like me that uh, you go to the gym and you have to wait for a certain piece of equipment and, um, and all of a sudden it's like do I wait? Do I ask them how many sets and reps they've got left? Do I do that? It's always awkward when you're finishing up one, I'm talking to the gym people right now, but you're finishing up one workout, working out where you're going next and somebody gets on that just as you're finishing that set. It's annoying. It's annoying, let me tell you. Uh, What about for, for you parents out there waiting for your kids to tidy their room? Stop nudging your kids, people, okay? Uh, maybe you, you've been waiting forever for that to happen. I don't know. Um, uh, but on one instance, uh, I, I took, um, when I was uh, leading our youth here in Chesterfield, I took a, a bunch of our young people down to a, a conference night in London uh, on, a, on a Friday night, I picked them up from school and uh, one of those was Ben Lloyd, who is our Stocksbridge campus pastor. The other was George Heeks, who's there in Rotherham. And uh, the other was Daniel Lloyd, who is in Sheffield today. And, uh, and then Sam, who's in the back room, uh, making sure you can all see me uh, in other campuses. But we, we were on our way down to London, got down to London just in time for this conference, experienced this incredible night. And then we came back and we, were, uh, we got back to Chesterfield and we were hungry. And so we went to uh, the uh, elite chicken establishment, KFC, and uh, they were shut. Even though they advertised that they were open online, they were shut. And, uh, and so we went to the other uh, great fast food establishment with the Golden Arches. And, uh, and so we got there and uh, we order uh, at the drive through window and they gave us this buzzer. Uh, and uh, th- this was many years ago. Uh, I'm not sure they do this now. I think you just have your waiting bays. But they gave us this buzzer late on at night and we had to park up in the car park. And when this buzzer went off, we had to drive around. Well, we, we got in the car park and we were willing to wait 
We were willing to wait for our Big Mac meals or whatever it is we, were, we had ordered, uh, but we were willing to wait for that. Anyway, the buzzer goes off and the excitement it, 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 it is like, it, like you cannot believe it in that car. You've got five lads in that car who are hungry and the excitement is crazy. And uh, let me tell you, it's warm in that car on that journey back. And so we, 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 the buzzer goes off. We drive around to the window. I hand her the buzzer and uh, the poor lady says, I'm sorry, your food's not ready. Now I was hungry. And so I said, I'm not leaving from this window until I've got my food. I didn't realize it was the girl's first time on the window. Poor girl. I had to apologize to her afterwards because I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, your manager can bring me my food, all of that. I've got four lads in here. Uh, they need the food. Dan Lloyd said, Nathan, stop it. I don't like confrontation. <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, we, we got our McDonald's and a few free items uh, put in as well. And I said, I turned to Daniel and went, don't you like confrontation now? Look what it's got us here. I'm not sure the McDonald's was worth the wait. Uh, I've been left waiting at the altar on our wedding day as well for a good 45 minutes. But that was definitely worth, that was definitely worth the wait. Brownie points coming in. But we live in a culture where we don't like waiting. You know, we go to theme parks and we buy the, the, the fast pass because we don't like waiting. Deliveries, we pay the extra to get next day delivery or we all love Amazon Prime. We pay our subscription just so we can get next day delivery. I don't know about you in your campuses, but there may be things where you just do not like waiting and you're willing to pay extra just so you don't have to wait as long. The, the issue is, is that sometimes even with God, we don't like waiting. Even with what God has for us, we don't like waiting and, and, and we, we put our own timing onto God and we forget that his timing is perfect, that he has the right timing. Maybe we don't even like waiting for the gift that God has for us. You see, in those verses that I read, Jesus is telling the disciples, wait here for the gift the Father has for you that I've told you about. Wait for the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit was worth the wait. He was worth the wait. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the moment of Pentecost is 40 days after the resurrection of Jesus. But it's also 10 days after Jesus ascends to heaven. So Jesus is telling them then this, to wait in Jerusalem and they have to wait 10 days before it happens. Now, surely, surely, God, you could have done it where Jesus ascends to heaven and the next day the Holy Spirit could have come. But they are told not to leave Jerusalem, but wait. Maybe today God's speaking to us. Don't leave Chesterfield. Don't leave Derby. Don't leave Rotherham. Don't leave Sheffield. Don't leave Stocksbridge because God has got something for you today. God has got something for each and every one of us. And maybe it's just in the waiting that God is beginning to prepare our hearts for everything that he's got for us. 
you know, I don't know, but I can imagine the disciples, they gather together day one and they're like, okay, we're going to wait for the gift. Is it going to is it going to happen today? Well, the end of day one, and it's like, okay, it's not. Day two comes around. They gather again. We're still here in Jerusalem. Where's the gift? Where is it? Can you imagine day three, day four, day five, day six? Is it going to happen? Like, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? But they kept waiting. They kept doing as they were commanded. They kept doing, and because they knew what they were waiting for. They knew that they were waiting for the gift of the Holy Spirit. They knew that Jesus had told them that they would have this promise. Jesus even said this in John 16 and verse 7. He said uh, this, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counsellor, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see, you you can imagine being the disciples and being on this journey with Jesus for three years. Now he's ascended to heaven and here comes the gift that he's promised of which he said, it's good that I go away. Now, if you've read the Gospels, if you've read the story of Jesus, if you've read anything of the story of Jesus, you would think, no, it's better if you stay Jesus. It's better if you're here with us. But Jesus is saying, no, the counsellor the one who's going to help you, the one who's going to be with you constantly is coming. Jesus is saying, it's better if I go. And that's what they were waiting for. They were waiting for the helper, the advocate, the one who was coming, the Holy Spirit, who is coming to empower and lead each and every one of us. Now, the Holy Spirit has got kind of a bad rap at times in the world and I think sometimes that's uh, come about because we've seen some of those videos where it's just been a little bit weird and crazy, let's just be honest today, that it has. But it can, that can lead us to be cautious towards the Holy Spirit. It can lead us even to neglect because we think it's all about that. It's all about, you know, someone throwing their coat and all of a sudden everyone falls down. We think it's all about that. But actually the Holy Spirit is more than that. There's the filling of the Holy Spirit. There's the empowering. There's the gathering of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit has so much for each and every one of us. You see, today I, I, I want to I suggest to us today that I cannot live this life without the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll receive power to be my witnesses, he tells the disciples. You'll receive the power of the Holy Spirit to go and do what you're called to do, to go and live your life. I cannot live my life without the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit do? Here's a few things for us from the day of Pentecost that I believe are are key for us to understand. This is what the Holy Spirit does. The first thing is this, the Holy Spirit gathers. The Holy Spirit gathers. If we uh, go to Acts 2 and verse 1, says this, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Let's... Let's just read that again. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were in one place. They were together in one place. Jesus had called them to a place. 
And he's called us today to a place. For some of us, that's Chesterfield. For some of us, that's Derby. It's Rotherham. It's Stocksbridge. It's Sheffield. He's called us to a place today. And here's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit will never isolate. It will always gather. The Holy Spirit will never isolate us. It will always gather us. It will always pull us together. It never separates. It never isolates us out on our own. No, it will gather us with the believers together because there's a power in us being together. They were all together in one place. They were all together in one place. I love it because actually in Acts 2, 42 to 47, it tells us everyone... Uh, was together. Everyone was filled with all miraculous signs. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Now, it doesn't mean that they all loved football. I'm not sure football was invented in those days, but it was definitely in God's mind that Super Sunday would be about at some point. Okay. And um, because it is the Lord's game. But it wasn't that they all, no, it was, they were all together and believed everything that Jesus had for them. Believed that Jesus could change lives. Believed that Jesus could do that. And I want to suggest to us today that sometimes we can isolate ourselves and we can pull ourselves away. But the Holy Spirit, when we ask the Holy Spirit, He will begin to gather us back into that place where we know we can be loved and cared for and believed in. And it's the place where He will gather us to. Derek Smith, who is one of our favourites, said this at the Grand Level Leaders Conference. He said this, together is an attachment to something greater. Together is an attachment to something greater. And here's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit will gather us to the church. It's an attachment to something greater. It's an attachment to the people of God. It's an attachment to the gathering of the people of God, where we see lives transformed, where we see the Holy Spirit at work each and every week, where we see marriages that look like they're on the rocks being restored, where we see healing take place, where we see praise reports come about, where we see lives beginning to be transformed. That's what the Holy Spirit, it'll gather us to that place for something greater in our lives. The word, the word for church, the Greek word, the word that we see is the word ecclesia. And it's this word and it means this. This is the first definition that is in, uh, when you search the word ecclesia, this is the first definition. It's this, a gathering called out from their homes into some public place and assembly. It's what the Holy Spirit will do. It'll gather us into this place I want to encourage us, be a people who gather in church. Be a people who gather week in, week out. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's beginning to work. The Holy Spirit will begin to change things. The Holy Spirit will do it. I don't know about you, but I finished my Sunday going, do you know what? I needed that for my Monday. I needed that for this week ahead. I needed it because there are going to be some conversations where I needed the gathering of the church to begin to transform. But I also needed it because I saw Jesus at work in people's lives like never before. I saw Jesus do things like never before. And so I want to turn up in this place with the power of the Holy Spirit 
with the power. I want to turn up there in Rotherham, Sheffield, Stocksbridge, Derby. I want to turn up with the power of the Holy Spirit going, do you know what? The Holy Spirit can move. Jesus can move in this place. I don't want to turn up and just go through the motions. You know, I loved worship this morning and felt the presence of God in this place, but I don't want to just turn up in the motions. I used to say this all the time and still believe it today. You turn up to a movie and think the movie's going to be bad. You walk out of the movie and you'll say the movie was bad. You turn up to the movie thinking it's going to be the best movie in the world. Like I'm going to watch Top Gun this week and it's going to be the best movie in the world. Okay. Most times you'll come out and go, do you know what? It's the best movie in the world. Why? Because it's all about expectation. It's all about an expectation. You know, that's why every time before I preach, I'm encouraging us, open our hearts. God will speak to us today. Why? Because I want to raise your level of expectation. Expectation that God can move and God can work. When we walk through the doors of church, I don't know about you, wherever that is, there in that new school in Rotherham, come on, praise God. There in that new school, don't just walk through the doors going, oh, it's just a school. No, walk through the doors going, do you know what? God will turn up in this place today. Turn up with an expectation. Turn up with an expectation that God's going to move through the power of his Holy Spirit. When one claps, we all clap, by the way. We have a little unwritten rule here, but no silly claps. So what about on the way to church? What about on the way to the gathering? What about asking the Holy Spirit to work? I wrote down four things that I think could help us to do that. Put worship on, on the way to church. Put worship music on. Just sing. I don't know if you're one of those people at a red light that gets looked at because you sing really loud. See a few nodding heads here. I know those guys in Stocksbridge definitely are on their way to Fox Valley. You definitely love a singing and get looked at at the red lights. But come on, on the way to church, worship. Worship. I know. For some of us, sometimes that can be a little bit awkward because the kids are in the car, but... And they all just want to listen to one, one song. But hey, let's worship with that one song. Come on. What about pray? Pray for people to encounter God's presence and hear from him. Pray. Pray for, God, God, for people to encounter his presence and to hear from God. You know, another thing we can do is pray for and invite a friend. You know, if we've got those invest and invite cards. I'm believing God's going to show up. That could be in a friend's life today. Pray for and invite a friend. And then also pray for God to speak to you. You know, so we have so many amazing people who serve in the life of church. But here's what I want to encourage you to do. You're serving. God still speaks to you. Don't, don't pull yourself away because, you know, I've got, I've got to do my teas and cut. No, no, God can still speak to you. Turn up. Yeah, I'm serving. You know, I love it because the Bible tells us those who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. I think that's a bit of an expectation that, yes, I'm going to serve, but that means I'm going to be refreshed as well. That means God's going to say something to me. So the Holy Spirit gathers us. The second thing is this, the Holy Spirit fills us, fills us. Acts 2 and verse 4, all of them, not some of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them, 
All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. There is an experience to being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that experience continues in our lives and can be seen and heard. I love this story of the day of Pentecost because they began to speak in other tongues, but they just weren't random other tongues. They were other tongues that people began to recognize around them. And then they could see, hey, the whole, something's at work here. Something's happening because it could be seen and it could be heard. And I want to encourage us today that the Holy Spirit in filling, yes, you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit where it's that first time I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And for some of us today, I'm believing that might be today. That might be the day today where you are baptised in the Holy Spirit. But for some of us, we've left the filling of the Holy Spirit at that one time moment. But actually, the Bible tells us we can be filled and filled filled again, that we need the continual infilling of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 and verse 18 says this, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. That's not a one-time filling. Actually, that word filled there could be, uh, be, could be translated be filled and filled again. Be filled and filled again. I don't know, but I don't know if you've ever seen anyone drunk, but they don't stay drunk because they just drank the, the night before. To get drunk again, they've got to keep drinking. Yeah? Not many of us have got experience of that in the room. You've got to keep drinking. Holy Spirit, hey, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I've got to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. I've got to keep being filled. Another example, because not many of you got that one. Food, right? Yeah, more cheers here for that one. Okay, I, I see you there in Derby. You love your food as well. Come on. When you eat, I'm no longer hungry, but I get hungry again, which means I have to eat again. Holy Spirit, I can be filled and filled again and again and again and again. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us. John 20 tells us that Jesus breathed on the Holy Spirit, breathed on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, we've read it, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 4, they're in a prayer meeting. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, it tells us they are filled with the Holy Spirit again. The Holy Spirit fills us and will keep filling us as we ask and as we prepare our hearts. It's not just a one-time deal. It's not just a one-time moment where, you know, it all felt nice and fuzzy. No, no, no. We keep being filled. And I know for many people can say, well, not me. Maybe that's for somebody else, but that's not for me. Well, I mentioned Acts 10 then. I want to read a story or highlight a story to us in Acts 10. I'm going to read verse 44 and then verses 47 to 48, just for time's sake. Um, but this is a story. Uh, where Peter is speaking and he's uh, speaking at, at a place, uh, Cornelius's house and uh, in a place called Caesarea. And he's speaking at this house and it's not just Jews he's speaking to. He's speaking to, as the Bible would call them, Gentiles. And this is a moment which is really powerful for Peter and the disciples. Listen to this. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who, all who heard the message. The Holy Spirit can fill you while someone's preaching. 
The Holy Spirit can fill you in a moment if you'll just open your heart. So while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Verse 47, Peter said this, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They receive the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Let me tell you what's happening here. Peter's like in, in shock because, you know, he's thinking this is just for Jews. And all of a sudden the Gentiles are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. So how can we stop them? How can we stop them being baptized? Why? Because this is for everyone. The Holy Spirit's for everyone. I don't know if you've noticed it, but when they're filled with the Holy Spirit, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There it says the Holy Spirit came came on them all. It impacted them all. So don't discount yourself there in Rotherham. Don't discount yourself there in Sheffield. Don't discount yourself because, oh, this is my life or what happens. No, the Holy Spirit can fill you right where you are. Wherever you find yourself in life, if you'll open your heart and say, do you know what, God, I'm going to believe that this gift of God can fill me and empower me today and believe in that God can do it. They weren't even baptized. Like surely there's a, there's a routine, a system. You, you make a decision to follow Jesus, then you get baptized and then you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's a routine and a system. No, God just messed it all up. They weren't even baptized and yet the Holy Spirit fell. Wherever you find yourself today, the Holy Spirit can fill you. The Holy Spirit can fill you. And we need the Holy Spirit. It's an open heart to God. The final thing is this, the Holy Spirit empowers us. So the Holy Spirit will gather us. The Holy Spirit will fill us. But the Holy Spirit will empower us. The Holy Spirit will empower us. Acts 1 and verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I don't know, there's a place um, that's the furthest point away from uh, Jerusalem, and I think it's in New Zealand, and there are churches there. You'll receive power to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. It's at the ends of the earth, according to where Jerusalem is. There are churches there. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power today. And we can receive that power. The word for power there is this word dunamis, which uh, translated can mean this unusual, miracle working power. But I think sometimes when we think about miracle working power, we think about healing. We think about all of that kind of what we would call big stuff in our world big stuff that yes we want to see big stuff that yeah we see and praise reports and we see it all along and we see it happen but I think as well it's this unusual miracle working power that actually gives us the power over sin <laughs> over sin it is this power to be a witness as it's called there it empowers us hey you'll receive power to be my witnesses to be a witness I think it's this unusual miracle working power to live for Jesus I, I don't know if you have conversations like I do with my friends who aren't in church who don't follow Jesus but they say how do you do it and I go uh, do I say Holy Spirit because that's going to freak you out 
want to say it. I just say, it's the power of following God. And then they want to delve into all of that. And let me tell you, conversations get interesting. It's the power to live out this life that Jesus has called us to. I said it right at the start. I cannot live the life that Jesus called me to without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's the power to live out this gospel message in our lives. It's the power when we're tempted to judge, to live out the calling of love. And you could change that for many different things. It's it's the power when we're tempted to be nasty, to live out the calling of being kind. It's the power of that. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You see the disciples, we read it in Acts 1 and verse 6, they're obsessed with leaving. They're obsessed with the end times. They're obsessed, Jesus, are you going to bring your kingdom? They gather around him, they say, Lord, are you going to, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom? And Jesus says, don't think about that. That's not for you to know. That's not for you to know. So don't go down the YouTube wormhole where people are telling you this is the date and the time and here's why and all of that. Because that, that's for the Father to know. Not for us to know. Jesus said it. It's there in red. Jesus said it. Hey, it's not for us to know. The Father will do it in His time. For us, we're going to receive power to be witnesses here on earth. Right here, right now. We're trying to leave. We're trying to get out. But actually, maybe it's a moment where we're going, no, we're waiting. We're waiting. We're staying because the Holy Spirit's trying to get into this place. Trying to get into this world. Because the Holy Spirit is worth the wait and maybe it's worth the wait there in Rotherham there in Sheffield there in Stocksbridge in Derby here in Chesterfield right now maybe it's worth the wait to see the Holy Spirit empower us to be witnesses wherever we're called to be let the Holy Spirit empower us to see our lives change but also the other lives changed and the future changed you know when they built the great big cathedrals that took hundreds of years you know they'd build forests nearby because they'd know that the next generation would need wood to keep building it they'd build a forest nearby this wasn't about oh we'll do our bit and then we get out no there was something about we're building for the future what if we had the same mindset that it's not about here today and I'm gone tomorrow no we're waiting because the Holy Spirit wants to build for the next generation because if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit we'll be obsessed with leaving but if we're filled with the Holy Spirit we'll be obsessed about seeing lives transformed with the good news of Jesus Acts 4 and verse 31 this is a moment where Peter and John have been released from prison it's another moment where they're filled with the Holy Spirit. It says this, after they prayed, got a prayer meeting on Tuesday. It's happening however it is. Your campus pastor will let you know in all your campuses here in Chesterfield, we're meeting at half past seven. Do you know in church, side note, prayer meetings usually the, the worst attended meeting. What if we flip that and believed actually prayer changed things? And we decided to turn up. Because here's what happens in this prayer meeting. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all, all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
and spoke the word of God boldly. I don't know about you, but I need some boldness and some courage. And maybe I need filling with the Holy Spirit. Um, my prayer is that we would pray over many different things in life of church on Tuesday. But my prayer would be that we would walk out of this place all filled with the Holy Spirit as we pray. And we would go from this place speaking the word of God boldly, seeing lives transformed, seeing God at work. And we're going to ask God to fill us today with the Holy Spirit. So in all our campuses, let's stand to our feet. We're going to ask God to fill us today. But I want to give you a simple prayer that you can pray every day this week. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, fill us with your Holy Spirit. So come on right now, why don't we receive... They're in our campuses. Why don't you just put your hands out in front of you to receive. Jesus, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us, fill those people there in Derby right now. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Move, move in power. Jesus, fill those in Rotherham with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, fill those in Sheffield with your Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, fill every single person there in Stocksbridge with your Holy Spirit right now. Fill us here, every single person under the sound of my voice. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. Come on, you can begin to pray it. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit.